Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. My name is Edward Lauder, I'm the editor of Small Screen and let's get right into the biggest, well, not the biggest story of the of the evening. We've got a lot of big stories to cover actually this this evening. It's uh, <laughs> but I will try to do it as quickly as I possibly can. And there are some things I'm going to be honest, I'm completely honest with you. Uh, full disclosure: there are some things uh, discussed. In, there are serious, serious issues on tonight's show, and I'm sorry to get serious about things, but there are some serious things coming up. But let's start off with the very first story that I want to uh, discuss, and that's that Hayley Steinfield is reportedly joining the Hawkeye show as Kate Bishop. So this comes from uh, Geekosity. Uh, Mikey Sutton over there has has um, written a, a brilliant article that I do... I do, uh, I, I do say that you should go and have a look at that and ha- have a read of that. Also... Uh, reads the small screen article. That'd be really good if you could do that as well. That'd be wonderful. It is linked in the small screen article. Why not read both? But anyway, according to him, uh, Haley Steinf- uh, Steinfeld, who Steinfeld, who has been long linked with the role of Kate Bishop, will actually play uh, play the role. So this comes after a lot of rumours that it was even it was originally, I think. Um, confirmed by Variety that she was going to be in the in the Hawkeye show but then basically it seems as though there was an issue with her contract over over Apple TV so for Apple TV she did a show called Dickinson or she I'm actually not sure if that show's still going on I believe it probably is but in that contract she had a non-compete clause in it so this Hawkeye show of course will be going out on Disney Plus which is a competitor to Apple TV Plus I, I believe that's the issue. Uh, there were some reports that scheduling conflicts might have come into it, but as far as I'm aware, that was the issue. It was that contract on that show in particular. But it sounds like they've worked those issues out and we are going to be seeing Haley Steinfeld play Kate Bishop. And she, of course, is perfect for the role, which is why so many people were so desperate to see her play that role. So this this news it's basically confirming it and they also Mikey Sutton also uh showed that basically I'll put it up here for you guys so this is um what Haley Steinfeld uh she posted this on Instagram recently of course it's now December uh, it's my birthday is coming up actually uh and it's uh, means it's the month of the Sagittarius and she said see you in stars 11 stars days 24 and then posted uh but um a bow and arrow emoji you can see that right there so what is she saying here does it mean that she's about to be filming uh for <laughs> for hawkeye i think so i think that's probably what she said she's saying there but then again if she's not please let me know in the comments below i'd love to to know to get your thoughts on all of that but it's um it's it's something that i'm i'm really really interested in like this show has kind of been going on it's kind there's there's been like radio silence as far as uh hawkeye is concerned which is kind of strange because of course we do have jeremy renner coming back as hawkeye and he is a big part of the mcu at least the avengers movies and this was kind of I was thinking this is going to be his last hurrah in in the role, and it seems as though they, they will end up passing. He he will end up passing the Hawkeye baton onto his daughter, uh, who, um, who is of course Kate Bishop. So I thought Steinfeld was a really good choice for the role. I think she's a fantastic actor. She's been in some brilliant. I, I love her in in uh, Bumblebee. She was really good in True Grit. 
and uh, she's also good in the Pitch Perfect movies. She's basically good in everything she's in, and uh, and she's an actress that I think uh, has got a lot of potential, and I think this role is something she can really do. And of course, it's also been revealed that Hawkeye is actually filming today, as of today, in New York City. I think it's downtown uh, Brooklyn that they're filming uh, some scenes for the first season of Hawkeye. So it's all all you know full steam ahead on Hawkeye and hopefully fingers crossed they will actually confirm that Haley is going to be playing playing the role of Kate Bishop I'm pretty sure it'll come out relatively soon but this is being reported first by Geekosity but let me know what you guys think of all of that in the comments below right moving on and moving on to this um, sorry Disney has reportedly cancelled DuckTales the DuckTales series after three seasons so this uh, I've actually I, I ran with it because it's a it's coming from a journalist that uh, that I'm very very confident in. He's the associate editor over at Collider. He's called uh, Drew uh, Drew Taylor, and uh, and he revealed on Twitter that he said uh, I love seeing I'll put it up here that his tweet. Uh, <clears throat> I love seeing the renewed Ducktales 2017 hashtag, but regretfully inform you that the show is very much done and has been done for a little while now. Not sure why Disney Channel has yet to announce this, but it's the truth. So he's pretty adamant that the show is done. They're not going to be doing another season of it, which of course is really it's upsetting because this show is again it's there are a bunch of shows on Disney XD animated shows that are really really popular, but they're not getting the love they really deserve. So there's like the I think the Best of them for me personally is the Big Hero 6 uh, animated show. I think that's fantastic. This is a TV show because the Big Hero 6 movie was animated as well. Big Hero 6 film is brilliant as well if you can check that out. If you haven't checked it out yet, this Christmas, check out Big Hero 6, the movie and the TV show. They're, they're both really good. But over here in, in Europe, DuckTales is on Disney+. Plus. It must be on Disney+, Plus in, in the US as well. I, I don't know. But... Um, it looks like they're saying they're calling it quits with the show. Again, it's another. It's, it's had another three seasons arc. When it was first on back in like 87, I think it went from 87 to 90 to 1990. Uh, that also had three seasons. So it looks like they're stopping it after three seasons. It's sad because it's got obviously a lot of fans out there. I posted this today and it's do, the article's doing really, really well. And people are really, uh, it's trending, not not the article, but the, the fact that DuckTales has been cancelled is trending on Twitter as well. So there are a lot of fans of this show out there and it's, it is sad to see it go, but unfortunately shows do get cancelled. It's just one of those things really. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right, moving on to The Mandalorian. So Dave Filoni has been talking about The Mandalorian. There have been quite a few actually articles in Vanity Fair all kind of around The Mandalorian. So I'll, I'll talk about they did an interview with Rosario Dawson as well. But this one is specifically about Dave Filoni. So he was actually talking about how The Mandalorian might actually not be set before Star Wars Rebels end. So before the finale episode, which is really confusing for me because I was thinking, well, this is set after Rebels and therefore Ahsoka Tano is looking for Thrawn because she wants to find Ezra Bridger. But apparently that might not be the case. But to me, that doesn't really make sense because why would she be looking for for Thrawn? Because the Star Wars Rebels show basically... I mean, I know it looks like the Empire's still around in, in, in The Mandalorian, which it very well could be still but i just don't see i don't really see it being set but anyway i'll go i'll go into his quote and then you can you can work out what he's trying to say for yourselves i'll push it over over here for you guys here you go so you can see it better that's not necessarily chronological i can't speak tonight chronological <laughs> 
Yeah, that word. I can't say it. <laughs> Chronological. There we go. I think uh, I think the thing that people will most not understand is they want to go in a linear fashion. But I, as I learned as a kid, nothing in Star Wars really works in a linear fashion. You do episodes four, five, and six, and then one, two, and three. So in the vein of that history, when you look at the epilogue of Rebels, you don't really know how much time has passed. So it's possible that the story I'm telling in The Mandalorian actually takes place prior to that. Possible. I'm saying it's possible. So that's that's a, an interesting little little thing he says there because it, it kind of, for me, it's kind of a bit mind-boggling because I'm a bit like, wait, where when does this take place then? And uh, and I can kind of understand why, why people might be... So I'll get, I'll get out of this. I can kind of understand why people uh, might be a bit confused by it. I'm very confused by it. I think it's it's something that, to me, I was pretty. I was I was very happy with it being set after the events of uh, of Star Wars Rebels, and then that means that we're going to get a, a live action Grand Admiral Thrawn, which we still prob- probably will do. But it basically just means that uh, it'll be a bit different to um, to the. It'll be a. It's just set in a different. Well, not really a different time because it is in that time period. But it's just. I suppose it's just as far as Rebels is concerned. So this means, Ahsoka Tano's story might be slightly different as well. What do you guys think about this? When do you think the Star Wars, uh, the sorry, the Mandalorian is set? Because as far as I'm aware, I thought it was set after Star Wars Rebels, and I was pretty confident in that. But now Dave Filoni's making me think twice. And I'm just very, very confused by this. So please let me know what you guys think about all of this in the comments below. Right, moving on. And moving on to the next bit of news, which is, again, this is what I was teasing before. It's about Rosario Dawson, who uh, she actually revealed that fans on Twitter who are fan casting her in the role of Ahsoka Tano actually got her the role, which I I just love. I, I really do love this story because... If you think back to before, uh, before it was kind of revealed, I think it was Slash Film that revealed that uh, that Rosario Dawson would be playing or had been cast as Ahsoka Tano. So if you think back to that, I was a bit, I was like, oh, that's really good casting. But I, I mean, it's a fan, it's kind of fan casting. So I was like, maybe it might not happen. But no, it looks like it's going. It looked well. No, it happened. It was true. And the reason why is because. People were so adamant on, on on Twitter that Rosario Dawson should play the role that in the end the casting agent, the casting director, kind of gave it to her. So I'll bring up the the quote here. So she said, "Actually, this again from is sorry, sorry. This is from Vanity Fair from a, an interview she did in Vanity Fair. She said, actually, it first came from fans online. Someone tweeted me and fan casted me. I retweeted back, and I was like, absolutely yes, please. And hashtag Ahsoka lives. And apparently, that got the attention of someone who'd been doing the Star Wars press for years. She forwarded it to Dave Filoni. That kind of started the whole thing. I was like, oh my goodness, did I just get fan cast in something? And then nothing happened." nothing happened she i mean i don't really get that last bit but she got cast so something happened she obviously she got cast in the role but um i i really like this story because i personally i'm i really do think ahsoka uh, uh, rosario dawson is perfect in the role as ahsoka tano i'm really excited to see her play it more in the future there are rumors that she might get her own spin-off show but i think she'll be in season three more so of the Mandalorian, so I think she'll we'll get to see her more in season three, and then eventually she might end up 
having a, a, another show possibly with Bo-Katan and maybe that be about them trying to find Thrawn and and then finding Ezra Bridger. Then again, I mean, w- this this show can go anywhere. There are also rumors that I spoke about this yesterday that Luke Skywalker might come in into it somehow. And uh, there are rumors that um, Sebastian stands up for that role. And I re- personally, I really like that casting. I think it'd be much better to go for Sebastian Stan than have a de-aged Mark Hamill play the role but of course I think it does depend on whether Mark Hamill gives his blessing but I'm pretty sure he will but as far as Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano is concerned I really can't see anyone else playing that role um, and I'll go into some she she also opened up about something that I'll go into in a bit where which is well it was re- when she was revealed to be playing Ahsoka Tano people got very upset because there have been these allegations made against her for being transphobic and um, I'll I'll talk quite relatively briefly about that in a second because she did address she did address those uh, those allegations. Um, but as far as like pure like castings concerned, as and uh, like whether like the fact that she's a very talented actress, I really don't think anyone else could have played the role. And of course, the voice act, actor that played that that did Ahsoka Tano in the show. There are lots of people that wanted her. I'm blanking on her name right now, and I'm really sorry about that. But there are lots of people that wanted her to play the role. She recently uh, tweeted out her support for Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, which is great. It's great to see, you know, all these people, kind of all these start the the members of the Star Wars family interacting and just being lovely to one another. That's something that I love to see. But yeah, this this bit of news I, I really do like. I lo- I love the fact that fans did have a say in this. Uh, that that, and I also love the fact that Dave Filoni and people at Inside Lucasfilm are obviously listening to what the fans have to say, which is very very good and also very important. Uh, I, sometimes the fans get it right, and in this instance, they did. But what do you guys think about all of the, all of this? Did you like Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian? Uh, I think season two, episode five. Chapter 13, The Jedi. It's all very long. But um, let me know what you guys thought of it in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to what I was talking about before. And that's that uh, Rosario Dawson has addressed those transphobia allegations. So this is in the same uh, Vanity Fair article when she was asked about it. And um, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's... um, so the, the whole the whole the whole story is that there was a, a friend of theirs called Derek Finley, who apparently is a long time was a long time friend, uh, and who the Dawsons offered rent free accommodation to and a job as a handyman. So he ended up filing a lawsuit against the Dawsons, claiming that they had subjected him to transphobic abuse, and Rosario specifically part- participated in a violent attack during which she stole his phone and ended up putting him him in hospital which is that that is terrible if that, if that's the case that is that is genuinely awful however Rosario Dawson did say this in the article she said well firstly i just want to want to say that i understand that and why people are, were concerned and are concerned i would be too if i heard some of those claims but i mean as we're seeing right now in these past months, just recently, actually, the truth is coming out. Every single claim of discrimination has been dismissed by the person who made them. And as you've said, the fact that this is coming from someone I've known since I was a teenager, the better part of my life, and who my family was trying to help, as we have many times in the past, it really just makes me sad. But I still have great empathy for him. So she's basically saying the allegations are dropping off one by one. Um 
I mean, again, this this is this is an on. I, I believe this is actually an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing lawsuit, so you can't talk too much about it. Um, not much is going on in the public um, in, in, in the public domain, as it shouldn't really. It shouldn't be. It's it's until, until there's uh, like a final verdict, um, and I, it looks to me as if as if it's all falling apart. But it's like, it's huge. I mean, and I can completely understand why people were so upset about it when they heard about it. I was quite shocked. Um, and um, But it seems as though, as, as far, I mean, if it were true, then I don't think Disney would have hired her. Let, let's put it that way. Because Lucasfilm is, of course, uh, owned by Disney. That said, there are people that think that there are certain actors within the Mandalorian universe that shouldn't, or the, even the Star Wars universe, that shouldn't have been hired in the first place. But that's another story. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. I haven't spent that much time on it because it is a very, um, it's an important issue. It is, and uh, it, but it is also quite a difficult one to talk about here on YouTube. So, um, and also on Facebook. So I'll let you let me know what you guys think about all of that in, in the comments below. And I'll move on to the next story, which again is another big issue. Uh, but it's also I I was I, I'm I'm just very very happy for him. But basically, uh, Elliot Page has uh, come out as being transgender. Uh, you can go and have a look at his uh, his statement that he made on his uh, Twitter uh, feed and Instagram feed, and of course. Um, so I just I'll I'll say a bit I'll read a bit out, but this this episode seems to be mostly me reading stuff out. But hi friends, I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he, they, and my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived at this place in my life. I feel overwhelming gratitude for the incredible people that have supported me along this journey. I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Thank you for your courage, your generosity, and ceaselessly working to make this world a more inclusive and compassionate place. I'll offer whatever support I can to continue to strive for a more loving and equal society. And it, that's just a part of her of her statement. There's a, it's, a, it's a much longer statement that she has. Um, you can find that on her Twitter, on his uh, Twitter and Instagram page, and. Um, I do apologize for that, by the way. Uh, but it's, I, I mean, it's something that is really, really important. And, and it's, it's nice to know that Elliot is, um, is now out as being trans. And people were worrying slightly a bit, a, a bit about what will happen with, with um, the Umbrella Academy. Um, he, of course, plays Vanya Hargreaves in that. And they're just going to carry on as normal. Uh, he will still be playing uh, Vanya Hargreaves. That was, I believe, from Variety, or the, maybe the Hollywood Reporter, actually, that, that uh, posted that. But it's 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 a big story. It's a big, it's, but it's, it's it's quite personal. So um, it's something that I I just want to say that over here at Small Screen, we completely support you and congratulations, and we're very very happy, and we just can't wait to see what you do next, Elliot. So. Um, Let's. We're really excited for that. We're also very excited for the um, for the Umbrella Academy season three, and the fact that you will, that Elliot will keep on playing uh, Vanya Hargreaves is, is great news as well. But let me know what you guys think about all of that in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to uh, <laughs> Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and uh, in particular Ryan Johnson. So this is something that I didn't think I'd be talking about. 
now. But, you know, of course, when it first came out, it was all over the place. Uh, it was a very divisive movie. Uh, but uh, Ryan Johnson has recently revealed that he did consider adding Anakin Skywalker in his movie as a force ghost. So this, of course, would have been during the burning um, uh, the, the burning of the tree scene uh, with Luke. And in that scene, they ended up going with, Yo going with Yoda instead. And Ryan Johnson actually revealed that they, they thought about having Anakin in that scene, but the connection didn't really make sense as far as Luke was concerned because Luke knew Anakin more as Darth Vader and less as Anakin Skywalker. And also Yoda was uh, Luke's, uh, well, his, his, uh, his master. So uh, he was the one that trained him. Um, Anakin Skywalker wasn't. So uh, logically, it made more sense to have Luke, uh, to have, sorry, Yoda turn up as a force ghost and not Anakin. And I really put, I'm going to be completely brutally honest with you here. I love The Last Jedi. I know there are problems with it, but I really do love it. It's actually, I think it's becoming my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. I've recently rewatched all of them again. And the more I watch that film, the more I love it. I know there are problems with it, but again, I, d I think there are problems with every single Star Wars movie ever made. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I will always have an undying love for every single Star Wars movie and especially um, the, the Empire Strikes Back. But there's something about The Last Jedi that I really do enjoy. I think it's the way Ryan Johnson makes a movie, writes a movie, uh, the amount of the themes that are going on in that film. I think it makes you really think, which is quite unusual for a, a lot of Star Wars films. And um, I do love this scene in particular with Yoda. But he basically said so. He was asked, did you ever consider Anakin's ghost showing up to speak to Luke and or Rey? And I'll just get up his tweet here. He said... Uh, briefly for the tree burning scene but Luke's relationship with with Vader was um, Luke's relationship with, was with Vader not really Anakin which seems like it would complicate things more than uh, the moment allowed Yoda felt like the more impactful teacher for that moment and I do completely and utterly agree with that I think Yoda made makes far more sense than having Anakin turn up in that in that scene but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below Right, moving on and moving on to James Wan is producing a new Van Helsing movie and it's going to be directed by Overlord director um, Julius Avery. So this news comes to us from Deadline and <clears throat> Julius Avery, his, I think uh, Overlord was his director debut and he made a genuinely incredible film. I, I really, really love that movie. I, I know it's kind of cheesy, but I do love that about it as well. And I love the fact that they basically took on Nazi zombies and made actually quite a good movie from it. So again, this comes to us from Deadline. I like the fact that James Wan is producing this. I love the fact that Julius Avery is directing it. I think Overlord is a really good movie. And this will kind of fit in with Universal's new line of monster movies, which kind of started with The Invisible Man, Lee Whannell's film, which probably will end up being my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> I, I really genuinely thought that film was great. Uh, and it will be uh, it'll be produced through James Wan's own company. So that's called Atomic Monster. And he'll be producing it alongside Michael Clear. And uh, and the company's uh, Judson Scott will also serve as, a, as an executive producer. So not, not much is known about the Van Helsing movie script. Actually, nothing's known about it. We just know that they're doing it. Uh, it, it maybe they could bring in Dracula somehow. Uh, basically, the character was introduced... <laughs> in Bram Stoker's uh, novel Dracula but I don't think they'll be using Dracula in this film they might have like a little tease towards the end but I think this will be 
focusing on Van Helsing and then probably setting up a Dracula movie further down the line. But I love the, what they're doing with these these new kind of uh, universal monster movies. I think it's far better than what they were trying to do with the, with the Mummy and with Tom Cruise and all that rubbish. I'm glad they put that to one side. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what Julius Avery does. It's again, it's a lot of Australians at Lee Winnell, Australian. Julius Avery's Australian, James Wan's Australian. And they're all kind of seeped in horror. So it's something that I really do like about that. I, like, I think they're choosing the right people for these projects. I think Lee Winnell is, is a fantastic director and made a brilliant, brilliant version of The Invisible Man. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Julius Avery does with Van Helsing, probably slightly more gory, uh, but maybe also leaning on that kind of modern uh, theme that they went with in, in The Invisible Man. I really do. I'm really excited to see what they do with, uh, with this film. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, final story of the day, and uh, I did I did rush through these, yeah. But uh, there's you know there's a lot to get through to get through, so I can't I can't give uh, the amount of time that I want to give absolutely every single story. But Noah Hawley has confirmed that his Star Trek movie isn't going to be happening anytime soon. So this was an, again in an interview with Deadline, where he said the project has basically been put on hold by Paramount Pictures. So I'll get the uh, the quote up here. He said, "It doesn't appear to me. It doesn't appear to be in my immediate future. I would. Um, I think when Paramount President Emma Watts came in, she took a look at the franchise and wanted to go in a different direction with it. But you know, life is long. We were very close to production, but in this business, that doesn't mean much." You got to get out of get out of that gate to be in the race, if you know what I mean. So this to me is actually quite upsetting because I was I'm a big big fan of Noah Hawley's. He he made the he was the creator of the Fargo series, and also Legion. And I think he's just a really he also wrote a lot of I think he wrote all of Legion, uh, but he definitely wrote bits of Fargo. But he is a, a really talented um, writer. And he proved to be a very talented director. He directed episodes of Fargo and and Legion. And he was given the Star Trek franchise. And it was being rumored that he was actually going to just get rid of the the Star Trek cast entirely and start from with it. Well, not with it, not from scratch, but with a new team, with a new crew, with a new ship. And I actually really like that idea. I, I do love the the likes of Chris uh, Pine. Uh, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, Simon Pegg. I, I think they work really well. Uh, and but it's maybe after three movies maybe it's time for something a bit different and that's why I was looking forward to this film but it looks like it's as far as I mean he's he's kind of leaving the door open there but I'm I don't think this is happening I think Paramount's kind of pulled the plug on it and which is really it's upsetting again that speculation it's not confirmed that they've pulled the plug on it or anything but um yeah, it looks like Star Trek 4 or Noah Hawley's Star Trek isn't going to happen. There are also rumors that um, Quentin Tarantino was going to... Or he wrote it. There, there weren't rumors. He did actually write a Star Trek script and gave it to J.J. Um, Abrams. Apparently, they, they loved it and they wanted to make it, but that's kind of gone cold as well. So it's lots of kind of maybe moments with Star Trek, which is really unfortunate. It's, it's, it's annoying. It is, I think it's actually quite annoying. But... Um, let me know what you guys think about all of that in the comments below. And with that, I will say good night. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you don't like watching these things and rather listen to this in podcast form, it is in a podcast form. You can find that at Small Screen Stories wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that's on, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can give us five stars and that'd be wonderful. If you're watching now on YouTube, if you could like and subscribe, that'd be really, really helpful. That would really help me out. 
if you're watching on Facebook, uh, you can like the video, you can follow the page, like the page, share the video. That'd be really good, really cool. Again, if you're on uh, on uh, Twitch, then do whatever you guys do on Twitch. Just keep on watching, I suppose. And maybe uh, do you do you follow on Twitch? Subscribe? I think you subscribe. I'm feeling very old when I when I start talking about Twitch. I really don't understand Twitch that much, but I am streaming there right now. And um, you can follow uh, Small Screen everywhere on, on social media. That's on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook over at Small Screen GB. And uh, yeah, basically all of that, do all of that stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at EJ Lauder. And thank you so much, guys, for watching and listening. And I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys, and goodbye.